Hello and welcome to Movies Last Night. On the trail of a missing girl, an ex-comp comes across a secretive group attempting to summon a terrifying supernatural entity. On today's episode of Movies Last Night Eric and Scott discuss 2020's The Empty Man written and directed by David Pryor and starring James Batchdale. Thanks for listening. Sit back and enjoy the show. The Empty Man. So, what did you think? Uh, what I what I thought was I this is what I'll say. I I watched it in two parts because I watched it late at night. I I started it on Saturday, Saturday. Uh-huh. And but but I started it kind of late. And I I was I was pretty tired cuz I I worked, you know, we worked um that day. And uh, so I started about 10, 10 o'clock and about mm-hmm. an hour, uh, hour 15 into it, I started to kind of, I, I started to kind of like go, go out and I had to stop. I was like, I don't want to go out on this. I don't want to miss anything. Um, so I'm going to just stop it where it's at. And then I started it like immediately the next day I went. I woke up the next day, I got coffee, and I sat down and started watching it again right right from where I left off. Um, so that that's being so saying that um, I wanted to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll look at it some other time, maybe later on in the day after whatever. It's like I woke up, got coffee, sat down had my coffee and watched it and finished it up. Um, I thought the beginning was so impressive. Um, that, that whole, the whole mountain scene and, uh, that whole, that whole story part of it. I I wanted that to kind of be the the whole movie Mm because that, that just that vibe, the, the whole vibe of that beginning just pulled me in. And then you switch over into kind of the the basic, um, almost almost a, a teen type monster thriller, you know, uh, like yeah, it follow, and it follows or um, I don't know, like uh. I know what you did last summer or some, something kind of along those lines, you know, uh-huh. where, where it was like, Oh, okay. I know what's going to happen now. I know these kids are going to get, you know, knocked off one by one. And it's going to be some, some weird reveal that we're going to figure out halfway through. And that never happened. And it really kind of threw me off a little bit. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for kind of the detective uh, story that, that we got introduced to. Um, so that really brought me in and like the, the mystery with, with the, the cult stuff and, and, uh, what was going on. I wanted, I wanted a little bit more, um, I would have liked a little bit more depth with the, 
with the cult angle mm-hmm. just so just so I can get a few more answers but but overall I was I, I bought into it right away right away I mean visually stylistically the tone was great it was it was beautifully shot it was amazing amazing yeah, um, I agree I want yeah. agree with yeah. that that um I just I just like looking at it. I just like looking at it and, and looking at the choices that were kind of made um to kind of to tell the story. And then um there were some things that there were some things that lost me, but I think it's only because you're seeing it for the first time and you're trying to pick up stuff as it's going along. You're trying to pick up like those little kernels as it's going along. And you're like, I, I don't know if I understood, you know, this or that. I, I'll probably understand it once I see it again. So it, it, I think it's one of those movies that you have to really dive into, you know, two, maybe three times, you know, if you have that time to devote to it. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed the kind of. It, it was a, it was it was a horror movie with a basic idea, a basic kind of teen-ish movie idea, but it was for adults, you know? It okay. was for it was for a grown-up audience who wanted to think about something that um that they weren't prepared for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I'm with you like so to break it down, the intro of the movie, I think, was like, so, you know, like the I guess it's a prologue, um, the um, entire. I, mean, I don't even sequence. know if it's a prologue. I mean, they gave it. Time I don't, it yeah. But, yeah, you might be right. But to me, I don't even know if that was a prologue because I don't even know if the modern day second half really happened at all. Oh, interesting. Interesting. But I mean, I guess in the sense of if you took the movie literally, it would be a prologue because if I'm understanding prologues, I mean, I might be wrong on this, but so the the gentleman that's in the coma uh, at the end, mm-hmm. who is the, the, the channel for the empty man, um, yeah. so the guy who falls down that cliff face at the beginning of the movie is the one with the bed. I, yeah. yeah. So it ties together because I guess that was in the, that was supposed to be in the 90s. So that was supposed to be like 1995 or something. Hence yeah. why the guy's like in his late 40s by the time yeah. it comes to um, uh, when he's in the coma and then the, in, the main character comes across him. So yeah, I, I thought that that whole intro section, I, I'm a sucker for anything in snow. Anything set like snowbound or like snowed in. So like the thing, you know, like... Um, or 30 that, Days of Night, yeah. Yeah, that Kate Beckinsale movie, White Out, which isn't a good movie, but I love the setting. So yeah. anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I I really, really enjoyed that part of the, the movie. And then I guess, so I, because I read, oh, sorry, because I um, listened to Chris Stuckman's review of the movie, yeah, I knew about the, the intro section being very, very long and being very separate from the movie. Um, so I already knew about that going in. So it wasn't like when I was watching it, I wasn't like, whoa, what's going on now? It's flipped to like Illinois or wherever it is. Um, yeah. I already knew that was going to happen. So that wasn't too much of a shock. 
So I really, I didn't, really I didn't know like anything going into it. I like I didn't see a picture for it. The only thing that I saw was when I rented it, I saw a still of the actor um, who plays the main character. Oh, okay. Um, just just talking to someone. So I didn't dive into anything about it whatsoever. I I did watch the um, the Stuckman review, but I watched it after. You okay. Know, I, I watched yeah. I watched the entire movie then I then I kind of went on a little uh review thing of well what are people talking about this or what do people think and and I saw mm-hmm. that that review and it that it did impress me with with the idea of yeah you're probably going to have to see this a couple times to really get everything out of it and a lot of people aren't going to like it and and uh I think that's a that's a reasonable critique is I think people would just nonchalantly get this or buy this if it if it went to streaming just thinking they're going to watch a horror movie and they're really not and some people are are going to are going to be like oh, this is this is incredible this is I haven't seen anything like this before this is this is something that I really am glad and 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 lucky I got to see and then other people are going to be like They'll they'll probably turn it off like halfway through because of, you know because of the length. Oh yeah, I mean it was long. It felt like it was pushing like two. Up. I remember um, pausing it to get a drink or something, and then looking at the the remaining time, and there was like an hour and a half left. And I was like, "How's that possible?" Like yeah. the movie can go on forever. Uh, yeah, the guy, the main actor. Um, I just looked him up when we were talking. His name is James Badgedale. Yeah, yeah, and he's one of those guys who like. You totally recognize, like, I could see him in things, but, like, when you go through his filmography, he's in Iron Man 3, World War Z, The Lone Ranger, The Grey, um, Shame, The Departed. So he's in a bunch of stuff that we would have seen, but it's, like, I can't think of him in those movies, though. I can't no, think no, no, of no. what it, role he played. Yeah, like, once you, once you kind of the list off those, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember his part in that. I oh, you do? his part in Departed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. I totally don't remember his part in any of those movies, oh, but yeah. I totally recognize the guy's face. Um, yeah. I thought I thought he did a great job um, with, I feel like was a pretty vague um, character, you know, like written pretty vague in terms I, of I on really, purpose. Yeah, I really like the uh, the reactions of his character because mm-hmm. typically you're going to have someone in that almost authority type figure uh character who who's gonna you know put his best foot forward and um and say like i'm taking control of the situation you know like i'm 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 the person in charge everybody's gonna listen to me you know i'm like i'm like the alpha dude of this of this picture and i just love his reactions to to situations where he, where he's like, oh no, this isn't right. This isn't. I, I gotta I gotta get the hell out of here because I'm either gonna get killed or, yep. or something crazy is happening and I can't even fathom it. And he his his flaws are so well done that he's he's this imperfect character who's yep. just trying to keep it together. Yeah, I agree. There's there's a there's a really cool part. I mean, I think one of the best parts of the movie... Well, there's a few good... So I'm very torn on the movie. Like, yeah. I think in part, 
it's obviously the guy was like shooting for the fences and I guess nobody reined him in. So like the movie came out like he, he made the movie in 2017. It was shelved after negative um, audience responses, which I can see totally. And then um, I guess during the pandemic, they were like, what the hell? Just put it up. You know what I mean? We're just sitting on it. I think they were just going to sit on it, like just put it on, put it on stream. I, I would, yeah, I would imagine they would sit on it indefinitely. I mean, yeah. Built for like four years. I, I'm surprised. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not because I think what they're doing is they're just going through their back catalog and throwing everything out because mm-hmm. they weren't able to film anything for a year. They weren't able to kind of to put anything out. Yeah, they need space, fella. Yeah, yeah, they're just throwing everything that they had kind of sitting sitting in the background out right now. And I think you're going to find probably a lot of little strange movies like this out there because like you said they no one no one would really know what to do with this that that kind of brings that makes me think of um when i saw uh the cell um oh, the, oh you know, yeah. Cell, yeah you know like how did this get made I, I mean how how did how did that movie get made and and get thrown on the big screen and just on i i imagine just on like uh jennifer lopez's uh star power at, at that time yep um but that was just that movie was crazy just just like this is like completely unexpected yeah that movie's great um that movie's actually yeah i don't know how it ages because i haven't seen it in a few years like probably i haven't seen it in like six or seven years oh yeah same but same um like visually it, it it has similarities to this in the sense that it's like I feel like the solo, despite the fact that it it, it has those, that very like dreamlike surrealist quality, mm-hmm. the cell is kind of like it still has a basic narrative where um, the rules are pretty ex- explained. Like she goes into that suit or whatever she wears, she goes in and then she's going inside the mind of a serial killer. I'm guessing what it yeah. was. Yeah. So. That's the rule. So when when she goes inside his mind, you're you're willing to accept the dream logic because it's in dream logic's um, setting. So like yeah. you you roll with it. I feel like movies like this, like this movie, The Empty Man, reminded me a little bit of Donnie Darko, in a way that um, I I I don't say I can't even remember if Donnie Darko is a good movie because I haven't seen it for so long. <laughs> But, like, it reminded me of watching Donnie Darko in the sense where, like, whoa, this is, like, trippy. You know what I mean? Like, like I was at college and smoking a bowl, and I was like, oh, this is so trippy. It's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I, feel no. like, I feel like it has I... elements of that, but not in a way that feels, like, controlled. The, the thing that shocks me about this movie is that it's, I think it's beautiful. It looks like it must have cost a lot of money in it, but I don't think it did. Um, yeah. But it looks like the cinematography is like top notch. I'm guessing I have a sneaking suspicion. Like it's a, it's a well-known. Um, so the guy that did the cinematography, I can't pronounce his name. It's Anastos and Michos uh, or Mikos. Um, whoever did yeah, Great job. Um, there's a lot of really cool shots in it. In going back to what I was saying before with the, with, and you know how you mentioned in like that, the cop guy and how his is how his reactions to stressful situations are kind of like not the expected like stereotypical good guy cop in a movie ex cop in a movie would be um 
there's a really, really wonderful scene where he goes out to the, the camp and he goes looking through the records and the documents, um, which I guess is like a summer camp um, yeah. later on in the movie, when he's investigating, I guess, w- what seems to be a cult. And then he walks out to the lake and then there's a scene where there's about, looks like about maybe 200, 100, 200 people running around that fire. Oh, that was amazing. That scene was Wasn't amazing. that incredible? And it was shot amazing. And visually, I know the only bit of CGI in it was when the CGI, the flame up to go into the sky. Yeah. But the actual scene of all those people running around in that dimly lit environment, it was so stunning because it wasn't CGI and it was just like, and it was so alien looking when I was watching it. And it was just really, really creepy. And then really, really effective, especially when the fire goes out and then they start to walk inch towards him. And you know, he does that step back thing. Then they step one step forward. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would say I would put that scene up against any modern day horror scene. Easily. Uh, um, any, I mean, anything from like the creepiness of like a hereditary or um, something kind of along along those lines. Like a movie that, that people consider, oh, this is top-notch cerebral horror um this is high this is like master class and i would put that scene up against any of those and just the the level of tension of creepiness of what is going to happen next sort of deal mm-hmm. and then that's like you know a 10 15 minute shot or maybe yeah. maybe maybe that long and that alone I think if you just showed that to to anyone that that's that little segment isolated, the people would buy in on it. Oh yeah, I mean if if I saw like an extended trailer in a drop before a movie and it was like coming soon, the Empty Man, and you know sometimes they'll do like instead of a trailer they'll just do like an extended scene, like Nolan yeah. does that for a lot of his movies. If that was the scene I saw, I'd be like, this movie is going to be incredible. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was just. It was super, super good. And what's even crazier about that is that scene, like you said, was like maybe 10, 15 minutes, but like his reaction to this was priceless. So he's running away. And then as all of those kids start chasing after him and he gets in his car and he's like, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? And it was yeah. just really good. The way his character was just like, are you, like he was in disbelief of what happened just as much as we were. Mm-hmm, and I thought it was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, there's a so there's a that was a really standard scene, and there's the few, there's a few of those scenes in the movie that I think that are really good. I also feel like there's a lot in the movie that's not good at all. Okay, yeah, tell, like, tell me about that. What what did what didn't you like? So no, I'm saying it's not good. I'm I am saying it's not good. I think it there's just, a lot. Of it just like, didn't sit well with you, or just didn't, yeah. I feel like it, not in terms of like. The, like anything to do with like the staging of it or anything like that but I feel there's a lot of the movie that's just not driving the movie and I I feel like openly vague uh, I don't think it's very effective in what he's trying to get across I think it's like the guy has like stellar ideas and like a very very good vision and like visual style but like the story's kind of like it's kind of stupid <laughs> no you know, yeah yeah i i can see what you're saying there it's like it's 
it, it's not, it's what, what's the word I'm looking for is it's not something that, that on paper, it just, it would, it wouldn't sell very well or, or it, it wouldn't. Yeah. Be, what? what? And I'm saying that it has to be like linear and make sense, but I'm also, it's, it's like the movie, it's like, it's stuck in between like a conventional horror movie, like studio horror movie. And then, He's got another foot in this kind of like it almost plays like a noir, like almost like yeah. a you know like a detective story, which I guess it is. So it's kind of crazy. So it's he's he's dabbling in a lot of genres, which I think is really cool, but it doesn't really he doesn't really pull it off. So there's like the noirish uh, deadbeat cop trying to like track down a friend's daughter, okay, which is very noir, and then you also have that the after the opening prologue, you have that section where the the high school is, and then like the ritual. I know what you did last summer, and like getting killed off one by one, and then the girl getting killed in the shower, which is very like teen slasher horror. And yeah. then uh, it opens with the um, the mystical like they're in. I guess I looked it up. It's Bhutan. It's supposed to be where they're like hiking. Um, so you have that element of it, which is very like mystical um monster horror with the you when you first see the empty man i guess it is and he's wearing the robes and he's running through the snow or whatever so there's like there's that element to it and then there's also um the cult horror stuff with the creepy cult so it's like all these kind of subgenres of horror movies like mashed yeah you know but i yeah. don't think blow into each other very well it feels pretty jarring when it's yeah, uh, owned. Yeah, it it doesn't. Um, so, some some I I can see what you're saying. Some some ideas don't kind of coalesce. Uh, yeah. That well, I think if you, I think you probably needed to rethink the um, the kind of culty aspect of it. I think that's a movie by itself. Um, I don't I don't know if they if they could have used a different kind of tool to kind of to tell that story um as far as just kind of a, a a monster genre pick because basically it's the beginning is a monster a monster movie that goes into a teen movie that goes into a, a detective movie that there has to be a way to kind of to bring all those universes together, but it, it is, it is kind of a, a potpourri of, of all these weird genres that, that deserve their own movie. Like I, I wanted, I wanted the whole movie to just be set in, um, in the mountains. Cause, cause that, that was just, that was incredible to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, you can't do that with just four characters. <laughs> really. I think you, you need at least you you know you need at least six to eight, and you need half of them to die. So you you knew that that just wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna pan out too well for for that group of four. But I mean, the tone was just set right away. And I think about in the middle of it, you you lose kind of you lose lose some of the tone at that point. That kind of creepiness of tone. You know something weird is off, but I never got the impression that that it was all just, it was all misdirection, you know? 
Yeah. I never got the impression that, you know, when he's doing his search, when he's searching for the girl or when he is breaking into the, uh, the cult headquarters and all that stuff, I never got the idea. It was just a complete misdirection the entire time. And like I said, that that's that's because I'm watching it for the first time and I'm trying to take all this informa- information in and trying to process it a certain way. Um, and just seeing all all the type movies kind of of this type, I'm trying to my mind I think takes over in a way where it's like, okay, I know this is gonna happen or or this is the next step or I've seen this before. It has to go this way. And that, that really didn't happen. It was, it was just like, it was misdirection and tension building on misdirection and tension. And you don't, I never had an idea of where it was going. And then when it ended, I, I was kind of almost anticlimactic in a way. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. I appreciated the journey, but, but the end of it, I was like, I, I, I guess, I guess, you know. Yeah, um, I, I'm, it, I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I thought that the ending was underwhelming. I, I had a sneaking suspicion, not that I guessed the ending of it, but like I did start a, it did kind of dawn on me when he went to the hospital, and uh, he was he was speaking to that lady, and she was like, oh yeah, you can go in and see him if you want. He has a lot of visitors. And then part of me was like, are they going to do like a Wicker Man kind of thing here where he's going to be like the next sacrificial lamb or yeah, being like yeah, groomed? Exactly. And then obviously that's exactly what happened. She, she was his... The woman he had an affair with, her daughter was basically grooming him um, yeah. to become the next vessel for the for the spirit or the entity or whatever Emily Man was. And then, which I, I feel was a little underwhelming, like at the end... Because it's must be, I think it's a sign of a movie where, like, if you're gonna like crazy ass ideas and, and crazy themes, if you're yeah. not, if you stick the ending, then don't try to stick the ending, leave it vague because you're only gonna hurt what you've done before by trying to explain everything or trying to like wrap everything up. Where, whereas you, it, it could have been equally as creepy and even more upsetting or disturbing to never have the movie really resolve. Yeah. I think they had, I think they had enough time to two, two hours plus to really tighten up the story and get you all those answers that you needed, at least, you know, a handful of answers and not just, and not build on the mystery on top of a mystery uh, sort of thing. I think there was plenty of time to tell a complete story with all the mystery that you wanted in there. Uh, you just had to really maybe tighten up, tighten up certain plot points to it. And I don't, I don't know what you would, you would leave out and what you would keep in. Um, but I, I wanted a little bit more of a resolution in the end. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it that, that it was the way that it was, um, or how, how it ended, but I think I would have been even more satisfied if, um, if they really brought it together 
gave you those those answers that you wanted um and just and go on from there and i think i think if that was the case you you would have had maybe a little bit more of a successful reaction with just like uh, a kind of standard audience or just a standard theater going audience that just wants to sit down, have an experience or, or just, you know, relax in a movie and you're, you're telling people, okay, I'm not going to tell you anything about this movie. You, if you just sat down and you're watching it now, get ready. And so, some people aren't, going to be prepared for that and it's just going to be uh it's going to be a kind of a negative reaction from there but i think if you if you give people just a few more answers then they're gonna they're gonna come out satisfied thinking they saw something special instead of giving them something kind of vague where they're just going to go negative right away you know yeah no totally yeah um was anybody like and and like in the cast who stood out stood out for you other than the main the main character, um, and I did notice um so you know the guy who when he goes to visit the the he got very strong Scientology vibes from from the cult. Oh yeah, oh yeah. With the building, but when he goes to do that um lecture, the actor, the old guy who uh, was doing the doing the lecture. He's been in a ton of things. I really like that guy. I thought that was a really good bit, bit of casting because he plays like that creepy authority. Well, um, so I, I, I like that casting. I thought the daughter uh, was played pretty well. She was pretty good. I think, though, for me, other than the main character, th the performances at the beginning in the movie were stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. With absolutely. the original. Four characters. Yeah, I I was I was totally bought into all four of those characters. Um, yeah. I I don't know I don't know who they are what they've done before, but I was completely bought into kind of what was going to happen to all four of them. Um, as far as everyone else in the rest of the movie, I I I could say that any any of those characters could be interchangeable. Oh know? yeah, completely. Um, any of the teen any of the teenagers. Um, to the the main protagonist, to the to the speaker, to the the nurse, to his love interest, uh, all of it. I mean, you you can have thrown in a whole different set of actors in that, and I think my uh, experience would have been the, the exact same. I, I enjoyed it. I just wanted kind of a little bit more. Uh, resolution in the end. Yeah, yeah, and that's I'm, not to say that they they made bad choices or anything like that. I think they they all, I, I think they all did really well. But none of their, none of what they did kind of stuck with me um, throughout the entire movie, with the exception of protagonist, uh, his reaction to to. Um, to situations that that were very kind of human reactions to me, because like I said, sometimes you'll get you'll get uh, characters that are like uh, gung ho or or are going to take control, take command of the situation, 
instead of uh, what I really enjoy is that kind of more realistic, like, oh, crap, I, I need to get out of here because I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't see that as often with the kind of a protagonist. But like you could have thrown anybody in, in that part. And if they made those same choices, I would have liked it just the same. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a better movie in that if they if they had a. So, so fair enough, we, we like the beginning of the movie better. Yeah, that whole the whole section. You, I think you can still combine the movie together and then flash forward. But I feel like there's a better movie in there if you skip past the whole Candyman. Have you ever blown on a bottle on a bridge? <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. a monster like which I think was very weird. And I don't really know if that was ever explained fully, but obviously, no, no, yeah, they. I, I don't believe that they did explain it because I think it was, it was a uh, combination of. Okay, I, I blow on the whistle, or was it he fell in the cave and he was infected by the bugs that were in there, or was yeah, he? Because he didn't. Yeah, he didn't blow on anything, but I think it's maybe because he went to to the like, probably a ground zero for the empty man you know yeah. like, i actually hate the name of the movie too because it reminds oh. me of slender man candy man uh, yeah. yeah there's that that element too so i feel like there's the first part of the movie is fine you can flash forward you ditch the high school ditch the kids uh ditch that angle of it and then you could she could still have her him tracking the girl down without the in introduction of that whole like I feel like that was a detour that he didn't need to... He could have just cut straight to that. Like, she could have called him and said, hey, my daughter's missing. Can you help me find my daughter? And then he starts to investigate and then it opens up and then the link between... Then you get to a point where you're like, oh, shit, that's that guy from the... the who's who's um, hiking. Yeah. So it feels like more of a, like... You're piecing the puzzle together yourself. And I feel like that might be a bit more streamlined. But obviously, it's not my job to... Yeah, to write the movie, but I feel like yeah, I, feel I, see, I see what you're I see what you're saying there. I mean, you didn't need that kind of uh, that little that section of okay, we're going to turn it into a teen movie now. Um, you didn't need that at all. You could have just been no, like, we, oh, here's the first part. The can't the the hiking part happens. You go to the present. Mm -hmm. He gets a call uh, from a distraught mother. I know you used to be a cop. Could you kind of help me out here? You know, we, we have a little bit of history there. Um, and this is everything I know. And then you just kind of, you go from there. And yeah, like you said, you just pick up these little bit of little puzzle pieces along the way. And then, and you can do the exact same thing that you did with it, but it, that just, that elevates it to a different level, almost to, um, uh, almost to like a Jacob's ladder uh -huh. situation yeah. where the, the story is playing is, is revealing itself slowly to you. You know, there's something wrong. You just can't figure it out, but you, th you threw in that kind of monster teen element into it. And you're like, you're expecting something to happen. You're like, Oh, okay, well this person's going to die now or, or, that this is the next kind of step in that genre. Uh, when is that part coming in? But yeah. if you, if you kind of go the other way, you're, you're, you're kind of 
giving little kind of bits and pieces and clues to the audience to uh to to so they all so they all know like oh something else is going on here it's not just the guy looking for his 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 kind of lost daughter it's there's something kind of deeper going on here how does it tie back into that thing that we that we saw before you know i'm very it would have been very interesting i i think i think it would have liked to have seen this in the theater uh just just to have without knowing anything about it to have seen it in the theater and just being like what did we just watch you know like i i feel like i part of the surprise of this movie, which is why a lot of other people like it in the cult following it's getting, I think it's because people are stumbling across it in in a genuine way where they're like, what did I just watch? Um, As opposed to being, to knowing that it was going to be a little off kilter. And I feel like part, I think the movie would have had more of an impression on me if, if I hadn't have known it was going to be like this. Do you think people are seeking it out? Uh, no, I think people are now because I, I feel like there's definitely a word of mouth thing happening, but only in like, not in a larger, like in a very small circle, there's like a yeah. word of mouth where people, people like us are people who yeah, watch a lot of movies and are always like hungry for new stuff. I feel like in our little tiny circle, yeah, it's starting to spread around by it. And, and people are like, you got to see this. Like, it's kind of crazy. And I feel like because of that, you're going to have, I think it's going to be split between, I feel like me and you, or you and I rather, would we would probably give this movie a little bit more time of day than most people who probably just went to see a horror movie at the theater. Yeah. I should imagine a lot of people watched it and were like, oof, that was trash. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, if you were if you were wanting to be something a bit more traditional and a bit more like, I don't know, like very you know, that stuck to one genre that wasn't like a kind of a like it. I don't know enough about filmmaking, and obviously I I'm I'm not that way inclined, but it feels like to me. I don't know how long this guy. So, part of me was like, I wonder if this guy has been like working on this story since he was a kid and like had all these ideas and then just he was given the green light and he's like okay well i wanted to try this and i wanted to try this and i want to try this i'm going to fit it all make it i think it's based off a graphic novel or it is yeah that's what i was going to say yeah so i found out it was based off a graphic novel that's interesting to me i i wonder i wonder how the graphic novel is if it's more empty man and less cop detective yeah. I'd be less interested in it if it was more of a detective kind of thing with supernatural elements I think I'd be interested in it yeah I just not into the I don't I, I think I've just seen it too many times or like I just find them like the boogeyman thing just doesn't really I don't know it's kind of boring like when the guy falls down at the beginning, he falls down the ravine and then he stops speaking altogether and he's in like a, in like a catatonic state. That's super interesting because you're like, well, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of things in this movie that I feel are far more effective and far more interesting and more like um, thought provoking if it wasn't tied to the notion of this boogeyman who crosses dimensions. Yeah, yeah you know um 
So basically, take out the monster, take out the title of the movie, and uh, give us um, Dark City meets Jacob's Ladder meets Donnie Darko. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dark City. That's a great movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'd be very interested to see what he does next if he gets to do something. I've got I a feeling. Know. I can't imagine what this movie costs. Oh, I know. It's I. They probably lost money on it, like a lot of money. Um, it'd be. I think over over the years, people are going to catch up with it, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to secure this guy, like a new movie straight away, or if he does do another movie straight away, he might be filming one now. For all we know, if he is, I've got a feeling it probably won't. He won't have as much um, free reign. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see. I, I think he would do really good on like. A, like a Netflix series or an HBO series, something small, uh, one hour little chunks, you know how they do different directors on series. Uh, I, I think, um, he would be able to tell a good story with those parameters, you know? Yep. I mean, empty man, like, uh, a 10 episode empty man needs 10 hours worth of, of storytelling you can you can fit everything that you want to fit in there that that's i think i think it would have worked maybe and i and i'm just thinking about this maybe it, it would have worked a little bit better in an episodic type situation because you can throw all those red herrings and misdirects and and you can really explore the cult and and the idea of the monster and maybe give a couple episodes to that kind of, uh, that hiking sequence and stuff like that. I, and then give, give people a, a few more clues and also give them a chance to kind of take a break from it, think about it and go back and experience it episode by episode maybe it would be a little bit easier to digest that way, but yep. it's, it's so it's, it's, I don't want to say it's high concept, but I mean, it, it, it kind of is in this genre where you're, you're just trying to feed all this kind of weird information to people and expect that they're just gonna be like, Oh yeah, uh, of, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is no it's totally high concept uh for, for for the kind of movie it is and i and i looked up so it's i guess i think i must have forgotten this about i think stuckman mentioned this um through his he was a he'd make like uh video documentary shorts for david fincher for like yeah. extras for his dvds yeah he did a bunch for like girl with the dragon tattoo and um zodiac so panic room so he's done quite a few like um th those like documentary blurb things yeah so that's probably why he cut his teeth and i guess he's been doing it for a long time since like 2003 like bad boys 2 like way back i mean so it all shows it's, it's all on the screen i mean it oh looks yeah amazing. yeah like the craft of the movie like yeah it at no point was was i watching it and being like it, you know that's that that's a, a thing that does put me off about a lot of movies is that I feel like stylistically, not a lot of people like, especially in this kind of like 
straight to video, straight to video, like horror genre movies don't look like this. This looks way better than a lot of those movies. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if say you put you put this in the hands of maybe a lesser director or someone who just wants to spoon feed you some some stuff, they're not. I don't know that most people would kind of take the time to, to visually tell the story as well. Yeah, It would be like, um, an, it would be like an afterthought. I, I honestly, I would have turned it off and, and not gone back to it um, mm-hmm. because of that fact, you know, because it was, it was so engaging. And as far as like a visual medium, it was so engaging. And like some of the um, techniques that he used to, to kind of superimpose uh, certain shots that, 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 that shot with the, with the map to the forest uh, when he's going to. Oh yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. All I was thinking about was like uh, Kubrick's uh, the shining when, when he kind of, when he pans down and you go from Jack looking at the maze to, to seeing Wendy and uh the and danny in the maze and then you slowly you go down into it and it all just kind of melds into that next shot that's all i was thinking during during that that whole sequence i was like oh that's that's a you know that's a deft hand right there i mean to kind of to have that idea and and it works perfectly oh yeah that was a great and that was one of the more noticeable uh i watched it in 4k on my big and and that was obviously one of the more noticeable CGI elements of the movie, but it yeah. was really good. Like it was the only time I could, it illusion slightly broke for me is when it pans down and it pans down and it pans down to the car. And you see it's like SUV driving through. There's a brief section where it's like, it's like, there's like a CGI, like it kind of, it goes from the CGI and blends into the real shot. And, yeah. it, it's only a brief section in it. In obviously it must be like a, I don't know how hard it must be to do that, how expensive it is, but that's the only thing that kind of broke that illusion of it. It was very good. That was yeah. really good. And that also gave me a little bit vibes of, I need to rewatch it again, but the start of um, Midsummer, I think it's Midsummer, where the driving in the, in the car is like, and then it flips upside down the camera. Yeah. You know what I, I'm talking about? I vaguely remember it because I only, I only watched it the one time when we saw it. When it yeah, first came out, and I haven't, I haven't gone back and rewatched that. Uh, no, me and, neither. But I, I've kind of, I've had that hankering to get back into his movies, and I lately, anytime I'm looking for something, I always go to The Witch. I want to rewatch The Witch. Oh yeah, I'd like to rewatch that too. And uh, and I never do because it, yeah. it's like that's a commitment that you have to make, and I don't. Some and, and I think you might have to be in the right headspace to kind of commit to it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, but, I mean, I, I always go to that one. Yeah, and it's interesting to compare that this David Pryor guy who shot this movie in this in this movie to those like Annapurna, um, like the Dave Eggers or I think his name is who did yeah. the Wit and in the Lighthouse to compare the like the David Pryor horror movie that is the empty man to those movies where like you can, like the craft 
is just as good in his movie. Whereas I, I would expect something on A24 or like uh, by the guy that made uh, Ari Aster who made Hereditary. I expect that level of like craftsmanship and like filmmaking skill because yeah. they're like nerds, you know? So like when you see their movies and you're like, oh yeah, this movie's like shot impeccably, like all, all of it, the whole nine yards. What's nice about this, The Empty Man is, is, is it has all of that too. It has all of it. It's just, it's sitting in, in it, in it, in like a different pool almost. Where yeah, I was just thinking it's it's sitting in that kind of that genre gumbo of you don't know what you're what you're gonna get with the yeah. next. You know? I think that's what makes it really interesting. I think definitely that's why I would recommend this movie to people. I oh, probably definitely. wouldn't recommend it to like. I I know. I think I know who would like it. And I know who wouldn't like it. And yeah. I think I know who would not like it, but appreciate not liking it too. Whereas, yeah. so like, I would definitely recommend it to those people. Um, it's, I think it's definitely, I don't watch it. And um, I, yeah, as, as a whole, I'm pleased I watched it. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I, I enjoy I enjoyed the ride, but I just I wanted uh, just a few more answers, just a, just a few more answers. And I mean, that's not that's not. I'll say this: that's not their job to do. That's my that's my job to do to kind of do the hard work uh-huh. of, of of finding those answers for myself. But the the kind of the lazy movie watcher in me just wants I, I just want kind of the the icing on the cake sometimes you know um and sometimes i don't want to use my brain to to watch a movie um and i just want to sit there and and have some stuff spoon fed to me and you know that's that's my fault that's not their fault obviously um but you know just just so they know i really enjoyed like all the little kernels that they left for me you know like all the the foreshadowing and the and the kind of the how one shot go harkens back to a shot that you saw like an hour ago and how everything is mirrored and uh i really appreciated all that um i just wanted like maybe a couple answers by the end yeah i think it's funny like how we're, we're both we're both i think in agreement on pretty much everything with the movie but i think it's funny how we give we give the art house horror horror movies we give them a pass for all of the things that they do um that this movie has such as not answering questions uh being openly vague um very sloppy in parts like in terms of like like the the way the movie so we the, the way the movie plays out so we give those movies a pass because we're like oh it's art house horror like we're supposed to interpret a lot of things it's supposed yeah. to be this is a metaphor for such and such uh, at least we think it is and yeah. so we give those movies a pass and then good genre horror movies which is like your know, carpenter movies or like um i'm trying to think who makes good like the first conjuring movie like that uh, james wan like so a lot of these guys who make like good tight genre horror movies, we we also give those guys a pass too for a lot of things that they do. But I feel like this movie because it's it's so awkwardly sits between both of them, 
it doesn't satisfy you on either a hundred percent on either element. So we want answers to it because part of our brain is telling us that this is just like a good schlocky horror movie. So we want all of the answers and we want it to be tied up. And then at the same time, when it does things that those horror movies do, like with the the high school element and then the the killing of the girl in the, in, in the sauna, in, in that element of it, we get frustrated at it too because it's too genre at the same time. So it's kind of weird how it, how it's like, it, it doesn't exist at either place, but it exists in, in both. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that. Um, I think I appreciate, I appreciate what it's trying to do and how they kind of swung for the fences um, with, with everything that they had available to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, de- it definitely is going to get a pass on, on some of the stuff that, that, maybe we wouldn't have given a pass to on a lesser film. I mean, I think, I think on a, on a lesser film, if if, say there's a, there's an alternate empty man somewhere else that got like uh, chewed up by a studio and they just, they cut it down to an hour and a half and, and just put it out there. Oh, awful. I, I imagine that we would tear this thing apart. Yeah, no, we totally would. Especially uh, the name, the empty man, the premise, the blowing on a bottle. I, just, I, w- I yeah. wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have taken the time to go see it. No, and I, I, I feel like that's the kind of like trash that I enjoy watching, even though I know it's garbage. Um, and I'll watch when I'm hungover, or I'll watch, you know, just like when I'm having a lazy day, because <laughs> yeah. I do have a soft spot for that. But yeah, you're right. No, we would have destroyed it. We would have pulled it apart. Um, yeah. and, and the fact that we're not it speaks volumes for it, I guess. I, I think I think uh, I would have I would have gone back to something that I'm that I'm comfortable or familiar with as far as like a horror genre because I, I know what I like. Yeah. So me too. I, I would have I would not have given it a chance or a movie kind of similar within that that genre mm-hmm. a chance mm-hmm. just knowing that. Well, I could I could put on I could put on the thing, you know. I could put on um, uh, I could put on Alien, or I could put on like something that I know what I'm going to get out of it. I know I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm not going to be annoyed by the end of it. Um, so, I mean that that being said, it's I would say that it's difficult to to make movies like this because the the foundation for these movies is so so kind of steep in a way that um all the all these kind of great movies have been made before it so it's a lot to work up to so when when someone kind of takes the chance to make a movie like this it's um i i can see how it be difficult to find audiences for it. I mean, there, there are audiences who just do horror or like horror is like their jam. And, um, and that's all they, and that's like what they appreciate and and like more power to them. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I could sit down and watch like 10 horror movies and be no, or by the third one sort of deal. I mean, I, I, I really like the genre, 
I just, I, and I don't want to sound kind of like snooty or uppity. I just, I have, I have in my head, I know what I like about the genre. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, you, you've, you've got it. You've seen enough to know what works for you and what doesn't. And that's, what's nice about liking multiple genres of movies is that you can, you know, you can you can watch a horror movie here and there and, and have it work and have it be effective, but then you'll move on, you'll watch something different. Yeah, those people who only... Because the, the, those people exist who only watch horror movies. Like, Oh, yeah, the, I'm sure they, they have conventions for them. <laughs> 100% I, they do. And I love horror movies, and I couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, I do, yeah. I, 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 need grew, I grew up, like, I think we're around the same age. We grew up on all this stuff. Like, yeah. on horror movies, like... Uh, Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street and like yeah. that kind of the genre of movies. It's like, that's what was available to us during the VHS days. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Always remind horror for me always feels like tied very much to home video, very much to blockbuster because I feel like that's where, that's where horror movies like really, really live. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They obviously but, play better in a theater, but I feel like they get the legs when it gets to home video. Yeah, um, but they, but then it was similar to this, similar to The Empty Man, uh, and watching watching all those movies. There's those little gems that are in there that you really don't expect, and I would love to. I would. I really wish I would have written down a list of of those little kind of hidden weird little gems that told these interesting stories set in this genre set in a genre like this that you just really didn't see coming but it was a complete joy to watch them and it wasn't your kind of typical fare um so maybe i'll, I'll come up with a list and we can attach it somehow i i, I don't know yeah that'd be nice to do because yeah you are you are right though i mean the, there's there's a ton of those for this kind of thing um I, so, the last movie we we, we both uh, watched was uh, Quiet Place Two, which we saw in the theater, which we didn't see this in the theater, um, yeah. unfortunately. That's a horror movie, obviously very different type of horror movie, um, more of a roller coaster kind of horror movie. I liked Empty Man more than Quiet Place Two. I would say, I would say this. I liked. I don't want to say I liked them both equally. I would mm-hmm. say I like both of their prologues equally, but oh, yeah. as, as far as a body, as far as both of them as a body, mm-hmm. I liked um, the Empty Man for what it was trying to do as yeah. a total movie. Well, we could like we we talked about Quiet Place, and like I feel like I could talk about the Empty Man all day, like yeah. Just keep talking about it, and and it was funny when I saw you earlier today, and we were both like, "Okay, don't we're not going to say anything. We're going to save it for the show, yeah. not gonna, uh, for this conversation." And it was killing me because I really wanted to be like, "How crazy was that?" Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I like the Empty Man more because I I feel like I, it's inspired me to think more. It's also kind of got me on a kick of wanting to watch more horror movies. Um, watch, see if I can catch up on some other weird kind of stuff. Um, so it's definitely like lit a spark in me that Quiet Place 2 didn't. Quiet yeah. Place 2 was just like a really fine, polished experience. Almost almost, I, almost an action movie. Yeah, and I am totally forgot about it. Like, I'm totally fine. Do I think I'm going to watch 
Empty Man 2 again at some point, but not immediately. But I probably won't watch Quiet Place 2 again. No, absolutely. Yeah. I've seen it. Like, there's not, I don't think, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it seeing it a second time. Whereas I think, this I, movie, I think I would watch, I think I would watch Cloverfield again sooner than I would watch A Quiet Place 2. The original Cloverfield? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Wow. Um, well, talk about a horror movie that had a really good, like the sequel, that 10 Clover Place Lane. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great horror movie. Like, you know? Well, yeah, I'm just, I was just thinking like a high, kind of a high concept monster type movie. But yeah, which that, is that it, that's an also kind of an action movie. Yeah, and you're it, right. Like, like Cloverfield just popped right into my head. No, totally. Yeah, and I thought I would rather watch that again than A Quiet Place 2. Yeah, I think so, actually. With, with the whole, like, it was like a, one of those, a, a bit more of a, an earlier proto, like, Handicam. Yeah. And, and it had the viral marketing, um, mm-hmm. which he was good at. Yeah, you're right. I think I probably would rather watch Cloverfield, and it does fit in. So, like Cloverfield, Quiet Place, like War of the Worlds, the Spielberg version, yeah. um, of that kind of, even like a, even like almost like Independence Day, almost. Well, not really. Okay. Go too far. No, that oh, I went too far with that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't watch that again. I that's I crazy. Think, I think, and I'm hoping that we're not turning the podcast into horror movie weekly. We're, we're no, going we're to yeah. fit a rom-com in here somewhere. Well, I, w- I would say yes, but I just can't ever see you watching <laughs> one. Like I'll watch any old shit. I'll, I mean, there's a lot of good rom-coms. There's, no, there's not. There's some good rom-coms. There's not a lot of good ones. No, there's not a lot. There's not a lot. No, there's not a lot. But yeah, I'm sh- hopefully when, Things start rolling and we start getting, you know, we'll start getting a few more like art house movies coming out. Like, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It does feel like it's been horror movie, horror movie. The last movie we saw before lockdown was a horror movie. We saw The Invisible Man. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just what they were kind of pumping out at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It would be it would be nice to mix it up. Well, we're going to have Fast and the Furious. So that's going to be a nice change of pace for you. That- I mean, I will go see that just for just knowing that I will get to talk about it a couple exactly. days later. Exactly. Not because I'm anxious to see it. No, but it'll be fun to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be horrific. I think <laughs> I think reviews might have leaked already for it. Oh, really? I think so. I didn't read it because obviously no spoilers for me because, you know. Oh, um, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, Empty Man is a strong recommend for me. Uh, not for everybody. And if you don't like it, or if anybody listens to this and doesn't like it, I, I think you at least give it a try. Yeah, I, I there's definitely stuff in there that you can get out of it. It, I, it, it can. I can imagine it could be frustrating. Um, or it will be frustrating to, to some people, but honestly, if you can get through it and just get to that, that campsite scene, it is, it is worth the price of admission just for that. Yeah, I agree. 
So, um, any recommendations, Eric, before we wrap this up? Um, is I didn't want, I was, I was going to watch, uh, North Hollywood. Um, Oh yeah. You talked, and I talked to you about that and it, mm-hmm. kind of, it has that kind of mid nineties vibe to it. Um, and I watched a few different trailers and that one really stuck out to me and I, I wanted to sit down and watch that. I just kind of ran out of time. So oh. I've been trying to finish, uh, underground railroad, uh, for, I don't know, for the past couple weeks now. And it's like, with with that show it's like i can i can do an episode at a time because it's it's so heavy and um it's a it's a lot of heavy lifting to do to watch that it, it's it's an amazing series i highly recommend uh anybody to watch it it's it's really really good um i i'm watching it because i read the the book when it came out and the book just blew me away mm-hmm. um and uh, Barry Jenkins, when Moonlighting came out, that was my movie of the year. I thought he did an incredible job, so I was really looking forward to this. And it's it's it it hasn't disappointed me at all. It's just it's just kind of super heavy to sit with uh, if you're not ready for it. But yeah. I have um, two maybe. Th- three episodes left and then i'll be done with that but as far as movies uh the only thing i watched this week was empty man um and then i'm just trying to catch up on a a a series or two uh so i can move on to something else from there i still need to finish them i i put that go back to it yeah i need to finish that too i think i only watched the first four episodes um i don't know why i stopped watching it i think it's just you know you get sidetracked or like there's just so much stuff yeah and, you know so yeah i what you, have you watched anything else or just saying no no not really i just looked up north hollywood there um and i have seen the trailer for that and yes it is very 90s kind of if i can remember the trailer correctly it kind of has a like it might be a little bit like those larry larry clark movies like kids harmony kareen kind of it might but i after watching it i, I also kind of got this real not not a not a heavy comedy vibe, but just like a real kind of uh, sense of humor about itself. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. expect that. Okay, that might- yeah, because I forgot. I think I saw the trailer when it first came out, mm-hmm. and um, then I rewatched it uh, before I started watching Empty Man, and uh, I I forgot Vince Vaughn was in it. Oh, Vince Vaughn's in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might. Any, I, I mean- any anytime Vince Vaughn's on screen and he's. He's delivering his lines. He cracks me up. So yeah, I love Vince Vaughn. Um, that interesting because I guess there was rumors of a them going to do a wedding, a wedding crashes sequel. Oh really? Uh, yeah, which I guess just got shut down. I, I, just you talking about Vince Vaughn that brought up that I read an article about it the other day. I really would not want to see a sequel to the wedding crashes. Not that it was that great in the first place, but like Owen Wilson looks. Owen Wilson looks like he's aged like 60 years in the past three years. He looks I, uh, I'll admit, I, maybe I saw the wedding crashers. Maybe I didn't. I, I honestly don't remember. Any it's okay. It. It's exactly, yeah. it's like one of those typical. It's what you think it would be. I assume. Yeah. Like early two thousands, like comedies that would be canceled immediately right now. 
<laughs> because it would be it's like uh, like yeah there's just no way there was no way they would make that movie now um no i haven't seen anything no movies other than the empty man next on my list is there apparently so you know the mario brothers movie <laughs> with bob hoskins yeah uh, there's a a director's cut of that just came out where they've added like 40 minutes of extra footage that's what it needed i know isn't that weird but I guess I, I overheard people talking about it on a podcast or something, and I'm gonna track. I'm gonna track that down. Are you it's telling the, me this? This is the uh, this is the Snyder cut of uh, of, of, of Mario yeah, Brothers. Dude, it's the <laughs> Snyder cut of Mario Brothers, which has a soft spot for me because I love Bob, Bob Hoskins. Uh, yeah. I I know it's terrible, but it it's kind of interesting. It, it it falls in that like. Have you ever seen Space Truckers with Dennis Hopper? So, uh, and Stephen I'm Dorff? going to say yes, but so I'm going to also say no. Because... Okay. So like that in like the adventures of Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy and Mario Brothers, they fall in that weird, like, I don't know. It's like a genre of movie where you watch it and you're like, what am I? What Like this is like, <laughs> like it's so bad that it's kind of amazing. Um, oh, you, like know, you, you, know you you did watch something recently that we talked about today. Oh, what the, what were we talking about today? Streets of Fire. Oh yes, Streets of Fire, available <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> Walter Hill movie, which I've never seen. As a big Walter Hill fan, Walter Hill head, never seen it. Um, fascinating movie. Yeah, yeah, really good. And the only reason I. I ended up watching that or even knowing about it is because I read that article and I think it was like Polygon had the article and it was like how they were saying it's like a proto cyberpunk genre movie. Yeah. And I can totally see that in the visuals. And I guess the reason they're talking about it is because a lot of like anime uh, directors really cite Streets of Fire as a huge influence in their I'm, like visual. I'm going to have to watch it again because I remember like some beats to it mm -hmm. but i i couldn't tell you the story from a from a to z yeah this story I, like I remember real. like like i knew when you started talking about it, i knew william defoe was in it and i mm -hmm. and i remembered that he was so badass in that movie i was like oh yeah, yeah william defoe and then yeah, you forget so else pretty much yeah i mean it's it's a really weird movie it no wonder it kind of it's got like it's a cult classic but yeah like dude visually that movie is just out of control like talk about another movie that has like such a really really strong visual look to it yeah like it's it's kind of incredible it's kind of looks like a like a music video like an 80s music video oh yeah like set in like this weird like neo future 50s rockabilly like yeah it's super weird <laughs> but yeah that that's but, it, but weird but weird in a good way yeah you should watch it again i mean i don't know if you'd sit through the whole thing but like just even if you were just bored and you watch like 30 minutes of it where you like you know before you went out or whatever you're doing you know what i mean just catch up on it but like it's worth it's worth um because like the minute you the minute i started watching it like the second the movie started i could totally get all that cyberpunk vibe from it oh yeah i'm, so, I'm gonna yeah. have to I'm gonna have to sit down and just and kind of piecemeal it out. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think so. But yep, yeah, that's it for me for recommendations. Nothing really. 
other than so it would be Streets of Fire, the Mario Brothers Snyder Cut, <laughs> and that's probably it. Mm. Okay, well, uh, this was a, a great episode. Oh, yeah, Empty Man. And uh, who knows what we'll be doing next. Um, we have a pretty good system now. For if we're not going to the movie theater, we have. A, I think we've got a pretty good system. Like the, the 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 death match of we'll pick a few yeah. movies each and then just see which one you know we land yeah, on. Whichever one kind of works out. I do. I do want to watch um, Kajillionaire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a couple on our previous list. Well, um, I, maybe we could do North Hollywood. That's true. That's true. We can put that on the list. Um, I, I would, I would say that, um, if the option comes up to where we can see something in the theater, we would probably go lean more towards going to the theater and having that experience, that theater experience, than than we would just streaming it at home because we both enjoy kind of going to the movies you know so yeah but but it's also it's just what's available right now there's there's not a ton that we're, we really want to rush to that that i that i can think of right now uh to kind of to watch you know I, yeah I, yeah i'm i'm not in a hurry to go watch in the heights <laughs> you know? no not I at mean, all but if, but if the top gun movie was opening up next week i would be in line for it even though i'm i'm not you know, it's not something that that really intrigues me that much. I don't think I need another chapter of that story, but I know I would have fun watching that. Oh yeah, for sure. What's funny about that is, is when that trailer first dropped, because obviously it should have came out last year. the The trailer first dropped, I was like, oh, I I cannot wait to see this movie, because the the, the first thing that stuck out for me is the aerial combat scenes, like the real flying scenes. And I was like, oh my God, this movie's going to be amazing. I must admit, the more I've seen the trailer now, the less interested I am. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be so corny, but it's, it's, oh. it's, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a eyeball spectacle. Yeah. I mean, I, it's the, so the guy that's directing that is the, the guy that did the last, um, the last two Mission Impossible movies. And it's uh, Tom Cruise's new right hand man. Okay. Um, it's the guy that directed uh, Way of the Gun. Do you remember that movie? That really good Del Toro oh, movie? That's, oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. So I'll say one thing about... I, his name escapes me, and I'm not going to look it up. I can't be bothered. Um, I'll say this about him. That guy 100% knows how to make action movies. Like, he's probably one of the best action directors like currently working right now. So I have no doubt... That if anything else, that Top Gun movie is going to be visually as a spectacle for action, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if we were going into it just to kind of watch the craziness on the screen, I already know I'll love it. But, yeah, yeah. But then but you, else, you have so to kick in a story in there somewhere, yeah. and that's where it's, it might yeah. fall apart for me. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, see. well yeah, we'll see. So uh, until next time, Eric. All right. Uh, I think I'm signing off, but I will see you tomorrow morning at work. <laughs> All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, buddy. Have a good night. You too.